0: Good morning, good afternoon Richmond, it's 12 noon and I'm Awad here broadcasting live from Capital Ale House here in Innsbruck. You can catch me here every Monday throughout the rest of the NFL season talking all things college hoops, football and more live and local here in Richmond, Virginia and always available on the Odyssey app and at Capitol Ale House, Burger Night is back. The Burger Night that started it all is back and better than ever, returning to Capitol Ale House every Monday from 3 p.m. to close. You can get a quarter-pound smashed and seared burger or cheeseburger for just $2.95. Add bacon and beer cheese or bacon and blue cheese for $3.95. Back by popular demand, Richmond's original Burger Night back at Capitol Ale House. We'll be talking college hoops here, 1.30, Marcus Mook, Washington, MTC with Mook, will join us at 1.30. So he'll, t- you know, D.C. sports, college, he covers Georgetown, Maryland, George Mason as well. We'll talk VCU Ram Nation with their founder, Matt Shelton-Eyed, at 2 p.m., Rams defeat Davidson in Davidson. And now we'll continue their road trip against St. Bonaventure. That's coming up tomorrow night, you can hear it. Right here on 910 The Fan. We'll go on the fast break with Awad, talk all things NBA, and give you guys a, a Wizards update. Last week, they announced Wes Unsell Jr. would not continue his role as the head coach, but moved to the front office. And they replaced him with the interim head coach, now assistant coach, over to interim head coach. That is Brian Keefe. And... Uh, he's actually 1-1 one one in two games in charge of the Washington Wizards. Got the Richmond commander. That's every day on AWOD Radio at 1 p.m. Talking all things my favorite po- football team. And we'll talk about the coaching search. Ben Johnson now available to be hired after the Lions lose to the 49ers. And it seems to be um, pretty much locked in stone. The Ben Johnson will be announced, I believe, later this week as the commander's next head Coach, so how do we feel about that big game yesterday? Big win for the Raven, big loss for the Ravens at home. Could not figure out how to get going offensively. You know, that offense has been just so powerful all season long. They're held to 10 points at home in the championship game. And then the Lions felt like they had it, had a big lead, and just completely fell apart. And I'll tell you this right now. I do love this matchup that we've got for the big game coming up in just a few weeks with the 49ers, with McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, Brosa, and Purdy against the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Pacheco, Chris Jones, and, of course, my favorite head coach, Andy Reid. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day, by catching you up on anything you might have messed around the sports world with, the Sports App. Here it is, everybody.
1: Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Are you serious? Wi-Fi plus PG. This one, this one. Doesn't zap.
0: so in the AFC conference championship the Chiefs took down the Ravens by the final score of 17 to 10 both defenses showed up right the Chiefs weren't a- not able to score in the second half there as Baltimore tried to rally it was Lamar Jackson finding Zay Jones who reached to the end zone but fumbled right before the goal line let's take a listen to that call Jackson To Flowers. He dives. The ball came out. It's recovered by Kansas City. Did the ball come out before he broke the plane? Just such a big moment in that game. Uh, Ravens could not have afforded there to get to the goal line and not get at least a field goal. Chiefs got the ball back needing a first down to win the AFC title. Now fifth time in six years. Here's the Chiefs securing the win on the first down. He goes long and on his back to ice it is Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the second straight week. Just an amazing pass by Patrick Mahomes with the game on the line. Valdez-Scantling gets past the defense, hauls it in. Chiefs win to advance to the Super Bowl. Lions and Niners. Lions, Jamison Williams with a big touchdown as Detroit brought the heat to the Niners in the first half. Here's the call. First down, another fake. Come on, Jamison Williams. This beats her. Has a block. Williams cuts up.
1: 25-20. Still on his feet. Jamison Williams scores!
0: And it seemed like the Cinderella story for the Detroit Lions was going to roll into the Super Bowl after that 42-yard touchdown catch from Jamison Williams in the first quarter. They let it halftime 24-7. And then you know what? Cinderella turned into a pumpkin, and the Niners flipped the script putting up 27 unanswered points to take a 34-24 lead. It's like, my goodness, where did that game go? It was Mitchell into the end zone for the Niners to give them the lead. Here's the call.
2: Mitchell in for the first time tonight. Guess what? He's going to get it. Mitchell surging forward. Touchdown.
0: An unsuccessful onside kick gave San Francisco the ball back, and now they will make an appearance in Super Bowl 58. Here is the final call. And there it is. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Let's move over to the NHL here on the sports app. The Edmonton Oilers have matched the second-longest winning streak in NHL history. So back on December 20th, we talked about this, the Oilers had a 13-15-1 record. No thoughts of a postseason appearance. Well, today they're, hiding, they're riding high on a 16-game win streak tied for the second-longest win streak in NHL history. History, Uh, of course, the longest is held by the Pittsburgh Penguins in 1992. That was a 17-game win streak. The Oilers, Oilers are on a road game in Vegas coming up on Tuesday night. Of course, every day on the sports app, we track Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history. The Caps over the weekend lost four to five, but Ovi got on the. Got another goal there. So now we're tracking this, of course. He just needs 63 goals to break Wayne Gretzky's 894 career goals. Ovi sitting at 831 now. And so that is that makes two goals in the month of January. Got one at the beginning, one at the end. Caps lose four to five. But Ovi with four shots and one goal. Let's take a listen to the call on WJFK.
1: And got through Oshio Betchin fires, he scores! Alex Ovechkin with exactly
0: two minutes left. As we recap all of the sports news from the weekend, let's talk a little Australian Open. That concluded this weekend. Ariana Sabalenka continues her incredible run in women's singles. She said after uh, winning the Australian Open Finals, I'm speechless right now. I don't know how to describe my emotions. I'm super, super happy and proud of everything I was able to achieve. I have just been able to keep fighting for my dream and believe my father is watching me and very proud of me. Of course, her father passed away last year. He was a big part of her tennis career. And uh, this is an Australian Open title defense for Sabalenka. Now wins it two years in a row. Did not drop a set the entire tournament. That's how dominant she was uh, here in January. And for those of you that have been paying attention to women's singles, Iga Swiatek was the world number one for most of the last two years and looked unbeatable. She was like a cat on the court. But I think all reporters would say if Sabalenka became a finished product with her strength and speed on the court... And if she stopped making mistakes and figured out the mental side of the game, then her peak performance would destroy any other woman on the tour. Now we're seeing Sabalenka at her best, and it has been incredible. On the men's side, it was Daniil Medvedev against the 21-year-old Italian sensation Yannick Sinner. Sinner was down two sets to love against Medvedev, came back to win his first major of his career after dropping the first set 6-3 and the second set 6-3. He won the next three, six, four, six, four, six, three. Uh, Medvedev becomes the first person in Grand Slam history to lose multiple finals after winning the first two sets. Uh, sub, another disappointing loss for me there. I could have cashed out the Ravens bet. I had Medvedev $20 to win $150, and I woke up. Early in the morning on Sunday, I saw Medvedev was up two sets to love. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to go back to sleep and cruise to victory. Uh, I should have cashed out. Sinner came back and won the final three sets and took the Australian Open. So you're listening to the new sports radio here on the new 910 The Fan, now at 105, one FM. we got a lot to get to on this show today. We'll talk a little college hoops. We'll talk NFL find out if Ben Johnson will be named as the Commanders next head coach. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. That's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910 broadcasting live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck. Come on by, grab a beer and check out the show. Take an extended lunch break here on a Monday. You deserve it. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. I am Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910. the fan now at 105.1 FM broadcasting live from Capital Alehouse here in Innsbruck. Come on by, grab a beer, and check out the show. Burger night is tonight. Uh, get a burger for just $2.95 or add bacon and beer cheese for just $3.95. Best deal in town Monday night, burger night here at Capital Alehouse. So we know the matchup for the Bud Light big game next week. Of course, it is going to be the Niners against the Kansas City Chiefs, but we also know the matchup for the 2024 Puppy Bowl, the players and their official photos are out. Stub, I want you to go through the list here. Uh, I love the Puppy Bowl. I always watch it every year before the Super Bowl. It's one of the cutest things ever. So the matchups are out for the Big Bowl and also the Puppy Bowl. We bring in Michael Phillips right now. MP on the mic can be heard from 10 to 12 noon. What's going on, Michael?
2: I love the Puppy Bowl, man. That That's a Super Bowl tradition for me as you get the pregame going the the little puppies running around in there 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 have been some richmond puppies in recent years which you love love to see it love to see that local representation
0: so anytime we bring michael phillips on the show you know it's time to do a little crosstalk on the fan
1: if i could just have your attention
2: it's crosstalk with adam epstein and michael phillips on the fan it's like that 190s movie that everybody loved what's the name of that movie it's not crosstalk, but it sounds like crosstalk. It's crosstalk on the fan. Oh, face off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is crosstalk.
0: Michael, that bowling match on Friday out at River City Roll—I mean, that went basically as well as it could have gone. That was awesome.
2: Everybody was buzzing about it. People were asking me about it all weekend. Came down to the final frame. Uh, You—I'll I'll just say it—you delivered in the clutch. You had one pin standing in the tenth frame, had to knock it down to extend the match, uh, and you did it. That it was not a given. I—I uh, I thought I put a lot of pressure on you, uh, both both mentally. You know, I'd, I'd staring <laughs> you down, uh, you know, making you wait. <laughs> Uh, But you you delivered, and I I don't think we've seen the last of that. I would like our audience to know that after bowling a 104 in the bowl-off, I hung around and put up a 138, left it on the monitor just so you'd have something to look at for the rest of the day out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was really having regret about the way I rolled the 6th, 7th, and 8th frame. Uh, we kind of rushed it, right? It was after an interview, I think, with our Ravens reporter, and we just kind of both bowled, and it was like, I got like 7.87 seven or something. Like, I just wasted three frames without putting anything on the board and then was able to lock down for the ninth and the 10th. And my, my, A couple of my friends who, who listened indeed they thought the way we dragged it out over the first hour and a half of the show was really enjoyable for the audience because you got NFL news and then you also got Bowling Entertainment mixed in there.
2: You had, you had some great guests on. you had uh, Dante Whitner was on your show. Uh, just enjoyed enjoyed the, uh, the fun celebrities that you had uh, and, and former players ready to break down the game. Uh, I think it was a, just a wild success all the way around. I, I, I have very little in the way of critique here other than to say uh, I, I wish I had won.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm certainly glad that I was able to uh, bowl a, a couple of uh, clutch frames there um, in the last two to get the win. Now, Michael, uh, there is something here that I'm upset about. I'm still not over Stubb saying that he thought Michael Phillips was the better play-by-play announcer than me during the bowling. Do you want him from 10 to noon? Do you? I'm over him.
2: <laughs> Do you want him? <laughs> well, but before Stubb answers, what Stubb needs to know is – Next week when we're live in Vegas, uh, our, our Bud Light Big Game coverage. My 10 a.m. show is 7 a.m. in Vegas, and I'm gonna be honest. I love Stubbs. Stubbs my guy. Stubb doesn't have 7 a.m. in him. No chance.
0: No,
1: <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> and I also want to say that I was surprised at how Michael was good. I did not decidedly say he was better. Oh, I, I was warm up. I complimenting
0: Michael, not bringing Adam down. I, I think. Yeah, that, no, no, we get it. We get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think there's room for acknowledgement about how I roasted the occasion a lot of people are saying you know Greg Olson, they they wish he would stay with Fox's A team. A lot of people are, are pulling for me to be on that PBA coverage this year on ESPN, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that <laughs> lobbying.
0: No, it was a ton of fun, and I'm just poking fun at stuff. But here's what he said: He quote said, "I've heard you do play-by-play before, but I was blown away with Michael Phil- Phillips' ability to to use his voice on the microphone to uh, partic. I don't know what the hell he was saying, but he, he was kept just saying receipts. that he's heard me he before. Kept and I was like, "My Stub, goodness, when have you heard me this- say?" Do play by play. I'm do, just wondering. Do you know.
2: know you know the tweet I'm talking about is the guys, and I'm not mad. Don't put in the newspaper that I was mad. That that's <laughs> A1 right now. Just yeah, <laughs> Let me read this exact quote from Friday to show you how not mad I am about this situation.
0: Yeah. Stop <laughs> so, any, any comments there? Any comments, huh? okay. You got nothing. Yeah, I know I got nothing here. Yeah. I, yeah, hey, I Michael did a good job. I I I don't I'm know. I'm not saying Michael did a bad job at all. I'm not saying that. I'm not, you know. Now you're making me and seem I'm like I'm the you bad guy. You did a bad guy, job.
2: <laughs> it, we, we, what we're saying is only only a bad guy would stand in the way of his his colleague getting his flowers. Uh, <laughs> for, for, I th- this could cost you when I distribute my Odyssey points later today. Just oh yeah. Saying. Well,
0: it was also one of those things where you know I was on a high of saying I won, and then Stubb just had to bring me down. Yeah, you won the bowling match, but Michael Phillips was better at the job that you're paid to do. <laughs> That's what he wanted everyone to know, right? Yeah, a you know, good thing that you can bowl because you're not great on a microphone. That's what he said.
2: This bull- Yeah, do, do quit your day job. This bowling, yeah. this bowling right. thing might be for you long term.
0: Hey, hey, Michael, we are going to the big game, of I've course, heard. the Bud Light big game, yeah. and, and I'm staying in the giant Dorito. Now, I am a little upset about one thing, though, and that is this is the same matchup as they had in Miami a few years ago. Like, I, I love the matchup. But it's already been played out February 2nd, 2020.
2: I also think that D- Detroit was just such a good storyline. You know, yeah, yeah all the all the years of struggling and futility and and, and the city itself and the team. Uh, I mean, not, not that the Ravens weren't a good story, um, but I, I think the 49ers-Ravens would have been a bad matchup because we saw the Ravens pace them on Christmas night on the road. Uh, nothing has changed since then. The Ravens would have done it again, I think. Uh, I, I think the Lions were the team I would have really liked to see there in terms of giving us a little juice. You know I also would have loved spending a little time with Ben Johnson talking and X's and O's, but uh, maybe we'll get to do that uh, later this week.
0: Yeah, no, you're right about that. Um, uh, The only difference, I guess, between that matchup in 2020, or at least the big difference, is you add Christian McCaffrey now to that Niners team uh, that had a big lead in the third quarter and then gave up 21 unanswered to the Chiefs as they came back to win that Super Bowl, 31-20. So we get the rematch just a few years later, uh, and really, it should be a good one. I'm just... I'm just a little disappointed that it's already been played out. You know, you
2: know I, I think we're going to get a good game though, and I, I would remind you, four years ago in Miami, that was an outstanding game between the two teams. Chiefs late comeback. Uh, I think we're I think we're in a similar situation here. I I love the thought of Uscheck and McCaffrey banging on that Chiefs defense, giving them a physical test like Buffalo and Baltimore weren't able to see how they respond to that. I love watching Patrick Mahomes because I am a human being with a pulse. That is why I enjoy watching <laughs> Patrick Mahomes play football, and we'll get to do that one more time. I'm jazzed about that.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it is a it's a superstar matchup. A- Andy Reid. Uh, It's going to be awesome on on Radio Row and doing press conferences. I just, you know, I I think that's going to be awesome. Kyle Shanahan, of course, you know we're going to hear about that 2012 roster uh, (laughs) in Washington a ton. Uh, So we'll go through that bit, you know, that that bit that's already played out a million times. But uh, I am really looking forward to this trip. But before we go on this trip, we've got a couple big VCU games. So give me your thoughts on, on that victory Saturday night. It just felt like, to me, that they locked down defensively in the second half.
2: Boy, what was it? Four and a half minutes Davidson went without a field goal there down the stretch. That's what you have to do to be a championship caliber team. I think that's a great observation, Awad. Uh, I'm not just trying to make up for Stubb, not giving you love. I'm. I'm that's genuine love here. Uh, I think that's a fantastic <laughs> observation when the offense wasn't delivering. And that's going to happen when you, when you live by the three, you die by the three. But even as they were dying by the three, that defense was locking down, keeping them off the board. You're challenged tomorrow night, and we'll talk about this tomorrow I know when you're sitting right next to me in studio what are you going to do about Chad Venning because he ate your lunch in the first meeting
0: yeah and also the entire team you know they shot 50 percent from the outside on the road now they're going to be playing in their home court uh against a VCU team and they're going to be coming into this matchup hungry uh you know they're, they're are they're ready for this matchup they've been eyeing us I mean look this VCU is We get everybody's Super Bowl anytime we go on the road because, hey, we've been so dominant in this league for 10 years, winning it last year by three-plus regular season games here. So you know St. Bonaventure is going to be ready uh, to bring it. But look, Zeb Jackson made his return, and I thought his play in the second half was a big part of the Rams' comeback win.
2: Great to see him back. Uh, Great to see Jason Nelson still giving productive minutes. Uh, This this is a deep team. They can withstand an injury or two. Uh, I think we've seen that now, especially with Zeb Jackson going, down the team rallying around him love seeing toby lawall have a great game uh the more of that you get the more versatility you get the better everything's going to be down the stretch very very excited about where this team's headed and look i, I don't want to overlook tomorrow night because tomorrow night is a big game in olean against a team that beat you already but how can you not just be crazy fired up for saturday at the stew against the undefeated richmond spiders
0: yeah no <laughs> I- i'm so fired up for that one i, I do think uh You know, them beating Dayton was great for the city. It really was. Now you look at the 8-10 standings – this is a, a league that has a lot of teams along all of the East Coast and including Dayton and Ohio as well, but two of your top three teams right here in Virginia and, and more specifically in Richmond. I, I think that's awesome for the league.
2: No doubt. It, it's uh, there, th- This is a two-bid league this year. Uh, I, I know what I've seen. I know my eye test, and, and this, is, this is a league that deserves Dayton plus another team in. And uh, maybe if things shake out wild in Brooklyn, I may even get get a crazy hair and, and call for three A-10 teams. It's not out of the question. This is a very, yeah. very talented league
0: great because didn't you say last week on your show you believed that a richmond win over dayton could be enough for them to be an at-large bit
2: yeah obviously got to handle their business the rest of the way you know a lot of basketball left to play but split with vcu handle your business at the robin center uh I, I, they've done everything asked of them they scheduled hard they played hard and they played well in the non-conference uh, i just that's all you can ask out of these teams and i think richmond has accomplished everything the committee asked you to do
0: Was a fun championship Sunday. We'll go around the NFL, give you our winners and losers of the week on NFL hits coming up next on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on The New Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Always available on the go with the free Odyssey app downloaded today. And just search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday. From 12 to 3 p.m. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play, or sports talk. It gives you the ability to pause the show, run some errands, rewind, and then pick up right where you left off. Download the Odyssey app today for free. Um, So we wanted to go around the NFL right now here on NFL Hits.
2: Every regular season matchup,
0: every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL. NFL hits on Wad radio. All right, Stubb, make sure the dings and the dongs are ready for this one. NFL Conference Championship Weekend winners and lo- losers. You know, I'll start us off here with an interesting winner because they became a loser in the second half. But, Stub, my first winner of the week here is the Lions' first half offense. Oh, I mean, yeah. they just looked, you know, unbelievable. It was great, if you're a Commanders fan, to see Ben Johnson carve up the uh, Niners' defense like that. Unbelievable first-half offense. Have to be deserving of winner of the week.
1: They really got my hopes up. I was sitting there so excited for them, and, and they really did crush me at the end there. I, yeah. <laughs> I was so sad. Uh, my first winner, I'm going to give to Travis Kelsey. It's ridiculous how well he has been playing in these playoff games. He didn't have a great regular season, it seemed, but wow. Just working with Mahomes for these, these touchdowns every single game, it's it, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Travis Kelsey because he, he was in my list as well. Just, I mean, he, he's a superstar. And what do superstars do in big games? Uh, they take their play to the next level. Travis Kelsey caught 11 of his targets. Oh, yeah, all 11 of the times he was thrown it to him. He had a catch for 116 yards and a touchdown, recording receptions over the expected amount. His most in a game since 2018. I mean, he was just spectacular. Next Gen Stats on the NFL says the odds of Kelsey catching all 11 of his targets was... 0.6%, 1 in 156% chances, and he did it. And he got the win, 11 catches on 11 receptions, or 11 targets for 116 yards and a touchdown. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah, he also broke Jerry Rice's record for most career receptions in a postseason, and and, and he didn't even care when they asked him about that after the game. It was all about the team win. Uh, I love Travis Kelsey, definitely deserving of a winner of the week. Uh, Let's move over to losers of the week here. Now, this is an interesting one because I gave the winner of the week to the Lions' first-half offense. One of my losers of the week, though, I'm going to point to Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. And, and, look, I, I, look, people can have their opinion. You know, Michael Phillips said, look, he was just being the same guy that he was all season long, going for two, going for it on fourth down, right? He went for two at the seven-yard line against the Cowboys. I called him stupid for that. I'm calling him stupid for the way he coached that second half. I mean, you just can't keep going for fourth down, when you're not getting it and your team's not scoring. You can't give up that big of a lead in a game that gets you to the Super Bowl. Dan Campbell, loser of the week. I, I
1: think that if if the alternate happened and he kicked it instead of going for it on fourth down like usual, I think I would have been more mad at him. I respect him for being the same coach throughout, not giving up because it was a big game. I know it didn't work. but I, right. I, I, no, but
0: I see what you're saying there, and I agree with you. Like, he, sta- he stuck to his guns, but... I have to stick to my guns. I called him stupid for going for two (laughs) against the Cowboys from the seven-yard line. I thought that was dumb, right? Like I I just view it from my perspective as a head coach, as a guy that plays Madden, you never go for two there. And so I'm going to say the same thing in a big game. Yes, he, he stuck to his guns of the same thing of always going for it, but it was stupid because if you play Madden, you kick the field goal there, and you give your team a chance to get a stop and get the ball back. You just can't keep going for it on fourth down when it's not working. Not me when I
1: play Madden, but, hey, I'm sure if you're you're trying to consistently <laughs> win. Uh, You've been give- talking
0: a lot of smack. We might have to bring in an Xbox and go ahead. <laughs> we
1: might have to. We might have to. All right. My loser is going to be Zay Flowers. The taunt into the Ooh. fumble. It's, it's yeah. it, was just, it was just sad. It was so sad right. to see. Uh, he really – he could have won them that game and and kind of fumbled it at the worst possible moment.
0: I will give him credit, you know, he had the fumble, then he had the, the laceration on his finger, right? Because he was so ticked off at what yeah. he had done <laughs> that he cut himself by slamming uh, you know, the bench, but he did make another play after that. Uh, but you're right. Definitely deserving of loser of the week for the combination of the taunting penalty and then the fumble. Yeah, you can't it, have back-to-back dumb plays like and that. And it
1: being by the guy he taunted to force the fumble, yeah. it was just it was poetic in the worst possible yeah.
0: way. I'm going to go back to um, another winner of the week here, and I'm going to give it to Chiefs coach Andy Reid. Uh, I read an article in USA Today. They claim that he was calculated and confident in his decisions in the first first quarter trusting his defense to deliver a quick stop on the opening drive and then going forward on fourth and two from Baltimore's 41. uh, It was a big play. Who made the catch? Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, winner of the week, going back to the big game.
1: I'm going to give another winner to CMC. I mean, you just hand that guy the ball, you're going to get yards. It's crazy for them to have someone that reliable. I think he got, what, two touchdowns, maybe three. Just an incredible performance from him. I I, he is—he is definitely should be in the discussion for MVP. I know it's too late to really vote, but as a non-quarterback, well, I think he's the number one pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he was just—he was spectacular. It wasn't just running the ball; he also caught it four times for 42 yards. So he combined uh, catching and running, had 132 all-purpose yards, two touchdowns on the ground uh, for the game. But I think the difference in that NFC Championship game was in the first half. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs both had a few explosive runs, right? In the first half, they both had a 15-yarder and a 16-yarder, and the Lions' running game was getting about seven or eight yards a pop. In the second half, it was the Niners' running game uh, that was doing so well, and that was, of course, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Barely, you you know, he was getting five or six yards before they even put a hand on him. Uh, He was just so good in the game. Uh, I'll give a... Winner of the week to the 49ers' second-half defense, right? They locked in defensively in the second half.
1: Yeah, and that is so fair. And and I wanted to go back to that, that initial running from the Lions, that, that first touchdown from, uh, was it Montgomery? There was, a, there was a clip on Twitter of Chase Young just kind of, like, jogging yep. and slapping his shoulder. And, man, I am yeah. so mad that Chase Young is going to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> did you see that there was a report, though? Chase Young might be going to the Super Bowl, correct? But he might not be playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, I saw there's a report that came out from. Uh, NFL notify the Niners will consider benching defensive end Chase Young for the Super Bowl because he's made a habit of taking several plays off. And the 49ers yeah. <laughs> have started to view him as a liability. I don't know if that was just the social media backlash, but everybody was talking about that play. You just mentioned where Chase Young's kind of jogging, not going yeah. at a hundred percent speed and Montgomery gets into the end zone.
1: And I feel like we see one of those clips on Twitter, just about every game he plays, it keeps happening. Yeah. And, uh, not too sad to have lost him in Washington. I'm going to give another loser to the Lions, a uh, Kendall Vindor, a quarterback. He was the one who got the ball to the face to give IU oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. uh, that huge reception.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to give a loser of the week to the Ravens' offensive coordinator. The I mean, I just don't mm-hmm. know how. They don't score more than ten points in the biggest game of the season. It's just wild to me, right? I mean yeah. look they score on, on one of their opening drives and they and so it's seven seven the first quarter. You know, I, I would have bet you fifty bucks that they would have ended up with at least fourteen points to the game. Not ten Right, and and you know what? Winner of the week, Neil Greenberg, who told me to bet the under forty two and a half in this game, and I <laughs> said, no way. These are two superstars, MVP quarterbacks. They're going to score at least twenty points each. He was so correct in that. Yeah. It, it, the 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 weather was not a factor, right? You know, no, that was wasn't. one thing that he, he mentioned uh, that could play a factor. This no, it was about the Chiefs' defense locking in and the Ravens' offense just blowing opportunities.
1: Yeah, and I I think my last loser, I am going to give out. To America, I'm sure you saw those edits of Lamar Jackson in the entire world versus Kansas City, or all the people rooting for the Lions. I, to me, this was a worst-case scenario weekend. I, I don't think you feel the same, but I was—I was—it was a back-to-back devastation for me.
0: Really? That yes. you were that affected by the Ravens and Lions losing?
1: I was really affected by the Lions. I wanted them to win so bad, and they got my <laughs> hopes up. It was. Did you I was,
0: did you start sma- talking smack to your friends at halftime? <laughs>
1: well, they were rooting for the Lions, too. This is the most emotional a football game has ever gotten me. I will say that much. I was <laughs> mad.
0: <laughs> 24-7, to up at yeah. half, and then losing 34-31. to Anybody that supported the Lions, you are now losers of the week. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. So, Stubb made an appearance on Saturday at my live broadcast for VCU at Davidson from Ram's house. And uh, that was a ton of fun, Stubb. Really good crowd there. I know that... uh, they were there supporting the Rally app, which is a really cool thing that was in, invented by VCU students to try to get people to kind of uh, talk back and forth on an app the way you would at the Siegel Center when you're watching at home. Um, so I thought the uh, the turnout of Ram's House was awesome. Yeah, I, I was
1: there early. I was watching the tech game with my friends, but it, it, it seemed like a good crowd. And what, I, I also don't understand this app. Do you? Is it like a big group chat?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a big group chat. Like you can you can kind of post emojis. <clears throat> the way they explain it to me is it's like a mix of Twitter and Reddit, uh, but right there on your on your phone for college basketball fans. So uh, <laughs> started at VCU. I know. I think they're taking it to. Uh, to other schools as well and so they were out there um, they they had like a a rapper performing at halftime I was doing my halftime show Stub, you saw my pregame show as well and um, you know a big win for VCU I thought that was awesome and um, you know I had a had myself a victory shot and a few beers after that. After that game, and so uh, just a really good time Saturday night. And Stub, I uh, did want to thank you for coming out. You might support Michael Phillips's play-by-play, <laughs> but you got to see my my pre-game show live. That was cool.
1: Yeah. That, hey, I no hate to your play-by-play.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was just giving a shout out to my boy MP. No,
0: no, I'm just messing <laughs> with know, you. Know. All right. So we we mentioned that the matchup is set for. The Bud Light big game will be headed out to Vegas for it next week. But also, the matchup is set for the 2024 Puppy Bowl. Who are the competitors, Stubb? All
1: right, so there are quite a few. So I, I picked the five, uh, I think, strongest-looking puppies from each team. All right, I like that. So from Team Fluff, we have— Ooh, it's a good name. Yeah, team fl- it's Team Fluff versus Team Ruff. Oh. All right.
0: All right. What? I'll tell you, based off the names, I am Team Fluff. I, I, uh, I, don't like a, I don't like a dog that does this, you know, stop barking. Like, shut up already. <laughs> all right. We get it. You're hungry. So am I. All right.
1: So I think that <laughs> these are the players to look out for on Team Fluff. We got Dee, Dee okay. Snack Prescott, Patrick Ooh, Mabones, oh. Bignette, and Captain Chaos.
0: Ooh. Now I'm looking at the team as well. I think you're sleeping on Dash's ability to put the team on his back. This Pomeranian pup is a freaking cutie! Oh my goodness! Dude, I, Dash is my favorite player.
1: Captain Chaos is is I think you need to look out for. I, with a name like Let me that, say
0: Captain Chaos. With
1: a name like Captain Chaos, you know he's about to run the ball through Team <laughs> Ruff.
0: Oh, Patrick Mabones is a cute dog too. I'm trying to si- find uh, what is his name again? McGruff? McG- what, what did you call him?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, sna- uh Bignette, Captain Chaos, Patrick McGruff. Captain Chaos. That's why I need to find. Where, yeah. Where is He's, Captain Chaos? He looks like an all-star. Here.
0: Oh, there he is, Captain. It, oh man, Captain Chaos. Yeah. You know that that's uh, what is that? A Doberman? We I don't have like know a dog, dog like breeds that very well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know dog breeds that well, but but that that looks like a pup right there. That's going to get up to like sixty or seventy pounds. Uh, but right now he's got the agility he's got the athleticism to put team fluff on his back. Uh, team fluff a lot of good competitors. Man, all uh, right, let's get to team rough though yeah. now. And Where's, I just want to give team I want to give a that? shout
1: out. I think I think Patrick Mabones, anyone named after him. That's going to be 200 passing yards from Patrick Mabones if I had to guess. <laughs> all right. Yeah. T- team rough, I think to look out for, we got Mr. Bean, Niner, Peanut Pretzel, okay. Small Ed and Guy Furieri. Guy Furrieri. Yeah, Guy Furrieri. What uh, what
0: kind of dog is Guy Furrieri, does it say? (laughs) Guy Furrieri, it
1: does not say, but he is
0: furry. If you could take a look at him,
1: I (laughs) I don't know if he'll be able to see there is so much fur covering his eyes.
0: Now, Stubb, I know you, you recently started watching a lot of football and getting into it, but how many years have you seen the Puppy Bowl? I've never seen the Puppy Bowl. Really? Yeah. Now, it's the cutest thing ever. It's not... Uh, an event that you should be betting on. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure how the scoring works at all. They just could they You know, they, they kind of put like just a bunch of <laughs> dog toys in like a uh, you know in like a stadium looking cage. And I think the puppies try to like pick the toy up and run it to the other side. Uh, it, it's amazing. The play-by-play is, is fantastic, but the dogs are just so cute, and it, it is so much fun to see them. Uh, you know, eventually they always get into a bit of a tug of tug of war, <laughs> and sure that's like do. the <laughs> best part. That's like the tush push right that's there. That's must-watch television. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm taking that's a, the best part.
1: I'm taking another look at Niner from Team Rough. You got to take a look at this this player. I, I think this really? is an all-star. There's not 49 of them. It's not 49ers. There's just one <laughs> niner here, and and I, I this this looks like a classic dog right here.
0: Really? Oh, I'm looking at Guy right now. That's a beast. <laughs> but I think you're sleeping on Lady Luck too. Lady from Luck. Team Ruff. She's a little cutie. Oh, yeah. she- <laughs> I, What is your perfect size and weight for a dog? Like I I've always said, I love a dog that's like 25 to about 35 pounds. Um, like a little bit furry, but not like crazy, uh, you know, shedding all over the place, but also not like a, a naked dog. I need like a, a little bit of a little bit of rough.
1: No, I follow. And, and I'm conflicted here because um, I, I am hypoallergenic, which means I'm oh, allergic are. to most dogs. But mm-hmm. the golden retriever to me is the perfect animal. I okay. love them. I love a big dog. Most of them aren't. So at home, I got a, I got a little tiny crusty dog that, that, has, that has hair instead of fur. Love him because mm-hmm. uh, he is hypoallergenic and he's very energized. But I love a big dog.
0: Okay. Okay. So you, like do- you want to be able to play fetch with your dog. I basically. do want to play I'm, fetch. I li- for some reason, I've always I've liked a lap dog. I want to be able to cuddle <laughs> up with a dog. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. L- I, 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 you know what we're sleeping on? Willie? Willie? From Team Ruffier, look—he looks like Travis Kelsey. I mean, he looks exactly like oh, Travis wow, Kelsey. He does look
1: like Travis Kelsey. Right? This is <laughs> especially has gotta be with their the beard
0: in. that he's got going on there.
1: <laughs> this
0: doesn't oh, look like funny. a puppy.
1: He's—he's he's too. Yeah. And sort of Striker right underneath him. This is not looking mm-hmm. like a puppy. They might need to. No, Striker looks like
0: an offensive line. That's a dog. That's your Jason. <laughs> <Kelsey>. <laughs> that's not a puppy. That's yeah. a
1: dog. I think that we should probably.
0: No. I'm going to need my, to see my some birth certificates. <laughs> I might be looking at right above him Vasco a dog from team rough that, that's a that's my perfect size and weight right there perfect length of hair that's a cutie also I love I love an all black nose like that right with a Ooh, little yeah. darkness around it I think that's you know what I'm also a sucker for a dog with big eyes. Well, of course, I mean you know that's that's a classic cute animal trait. Right, you can't. That's a classic, right there. I, take I, you know at what at I don't that. love though is like a blue-eyed dog. I don't know why that <laughs> kind of that's kind of weird to me. Right, Skipper's it, a blue-eyed dog. I'm not a big humid. fan. Uh, take take yeah. a look over
1: at Peanut Pretzel, a pug whose eyes are yeah. facing different directions. I think
0: that's an ugly dog. Am, <laughs> am I allowed to say I, that?
1: I think you're allowed to say Peanut that. Peanut
0: Pretzel just got um, <laughs> demoted to the second unit. Peanut, from Peanut
1: me. Pretzel uh, is probably gonna have some drop passes. His eyes are looking now. Two tornado, different
0: directions. <laughs> look at Tornado. The way his ears are going different directions. That's a cute dog. That's a cute. dog. And look, dog. he even he's even like shaved part of his arm you know <laughs> is this good i don't radio. know what that's about is this is this entertaining <laughs> as we talk about pictures well, of dogs i know a lot of people are going to be watching the puppy bowl i'm okay. just telling you Everybody tunes in, men, women, children, adults, because it's always during that three-hour stretch where you're like, "All right, I've seen enough of the pregame show. I'm ready for the damn game to start." All <laughs> right, I'll throw on the Puppy Bowl while we wait. Okay. If you want to chime in, you've got your perfect dog, you've got your perfect competitor for the 2024 Puppy Bowl. You can chime in eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. That's eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. You're listening to AWD Radio here on the New Sports Radio nine ten The Fan now at one hundred five. 1 FM. We were hoping Matt Valdez, the producer for the Sports Junkies, was going to drive down to Richmond and dye his hair Odell Beckham blonde, but he is upset because the Ravens lost, and he kind of uh, feels like he put his his uh, marbles on the line here for the Ravens to win, and uh, has not been happy with the defeat, and has taken it out on the junkies on Twitter. He'll join us at one forty five. Matt Shelton Ide, founder of VCU Ram Nation at two thirty. You're listening to A Wide Radio on the Fan.